awesome, awesome. I want to get started today with uh, somewhat of a conversation. As you guys know, I've been very uninterested in the markets lately, aside from back testing and some strategy development. Of course, if you guys want to look at something, I don't mind going through it. But at this point of the year, there's not really any purpose in looking at the charts, uh, aside from maybe seeing what the impeachment um, has done to the market. Uh, maybe that. But um, if you guys have been following along the Trading Coach podcast, um, you've you've heard me talk about stuff about um, I've been involving myself in a few TEDx events, um, and I went to another one yesterday, and I, and I love these because as I get older, um, I I enjoy kind of good conversation with good people, stuff that makes the mind tingle. I am very opinionated, um, but I think it's awesome to hear. I'm very opinionated, but I'm also very blinded and stubborn. Um, not necessarily in a negative way, but in general, I don't really care too much about how stuff affects others as much as it affects me. Kind of a control what you can control type of um, deal. So I'm always interested in hearing other people's perspectives on topics. And that's why I love going to these kind of um, circle events where we hear a presentation and then we kind of discuss it and more importantly relate it to your real life. And then the goal is to bring it back to your community. And, and I'm fortunate enough to work with an international community where we can get lots of opinions. And yesterday uh, we watched a TED video um, by David Berkus. Um, it's called Why You Should Know How Much Your Coworkers Get Paid. And he went on to talk about pay transparency and how we kind of work under the, I don't want to call it the assumption, we kind of work under the premise right now that, um, you know, there, there are a few hot button issues in life, right? One is, or there's probably three of them, right? Religion, right? Is that, is that is, would you guys consider that to be one? Religion? Where you don't necessarily go to someone and be like, hey, are you religious? Are you a Christian? Are you Catholic? Are you this? Are you Muslim? Right? I had I had someone do that to me the other day and started spamming me with all this stuff. I'm like, man, like, dude, know your boundaries. <laughs> um, that's one of them. Politics is another one. I shared a cool tweet this morning. Um, it was a it was a reaction to the the Trump impeachment, and I was still walking on eggshells about that one as well. It was a funny video of like it was a. It was a, um, I think it was a Premier League coach who was get, he got excited about a goal, and I think they got called for offsides. He was all excited, and then he kind of like calmed himself down. And it was a, a just a cool post that said, "Hey, this is how people reacted when you heard Trump got impeached, and then when you realize what impeachment actually means. How you know it doesn't mean he's kind of booted out the house. There's still a process that has to go through, and that's you know just something I found funny. Um, but even then, part of me was like, hmm, am I gonna offend anybody? Because you know." Uh, someone may take this the wrong way. So politics is another one. The third one is money, right? It's kind of I don't want to I don't want to say disrespectful, but we're kind of trained not to ask people how much money they make, right? Imagine a random stranger coming up to you and saying, uh, you know, hey Naomi, um, so what's your salary? Uh, that's that's uh, that's another one. Naomi says I don't get why people get weird about that. Um, about the, about the money, Naomi. Yeah, well, for many people, it's private. I mean, that's that's my opinion. Um, for me, uh, you know, politics is private. Um, religion is private. Uh, money is private. 
And again, that's gonna that's gonna be different for different people. Uh, why? Because it, it's none of their business. Um, it, it's it's the same thing where it's like, hey, like, what is your sexual preference? Is that anyone's business but yours? But again, it's gonna be it's it's gonna it's gonna be dependent on the person. Everyone's gonna feel a little bit different, right? Some people are, hey, I don't mind sharing my political views. Um, I'm all out there, blah blah blah, in your face. Other people are like, oh, I'd rather keep it to my myself. Um, I guess not, but isn't it like a secret either? Um, what do you mean? Yeah, not yeah. So I mean, some some people are just very private with with how much with how much they make for for many reasons. Um, you know, for example, for me, I, I don't like people knowing a lot about me personally to begin with, right? I'm from, I grew up in a place where, you know, the, you know, if you have money and, and you are known to have money, uh, people will take that money from you, right? You become a, a, a target. So for me personally, I've never been one to want to, you know, wear flashy things or, or have expensive cars. Cause for me that, I mean, it's not my personality to begin with, but it also makes me a target. Right. At least that's how I perceive it. And just I just think money is personal. But that was the whole premise of this of this conversation. This talk was why do we why do we perceive someone's salary or someone's paycheck to be personal? And the guy made this the, um, the argument that it would actually be more motivating. This is where I'd love to hear your guys opinions. It would actually be more motivating if everyone knew how much everyone else made. Not only more motivating, but it would also obviously it would help with fairness as well. We know that in certain industries, um, people are often paid unfairly, right? Um, for many reasons. One of the biggest ones you'll see like a like a, a gender inequality, where you know you have two qualified people and you have a male and a female doing the exact same job, and the male is getting paid more than the female, right? Um, but they maybe she doesn't necessarily know that because she has no idea how much the male works. So having that pay transparency, she's able to say that, hey, me and John are at the same level. I even produce more. Why is John getting paid? It kind of gives them more power to negotiate their next deal. Um, as well as he made the, the, um, made the argument that it's motivating as well. If you see that John is, is getting paid this much for his work, it kind of motivates you to do more to, to reach that level that John is. And, and that was the, the roundhouse discussion uh, that we had. And, and I'll, I'll get into it a little bit about the conclusions that we came to in my own personal views. I kind of told them to you already, but it'd be interesting to see what you guys think about that. Uh, do, you think, do you think pay should be transparent? Um, not necessarily globally, like everyone knows exactly how much everyone makes in the world, but maybe like even within your own company. So within your company, you have, uh, you know, you know exactly what everyone makes. What do you guys think about that? Before we talked last said, uh, I'm quite transparent with it now, but when I'm, when I'm a big man with money, I'll probably quiet down so I don't get robbed. Uh, Elsa says good afternoon. Hello. Um, Naomi says, yeah, they should do that. Uh, last said, I think you got to know your audience, uh, share some with not as well. It, it would be like a company. It would be like a company protocol. So it wouldn't be your, it wouldn't be your choice to share. It would essentially be, and this is an extreme example, but like imagine walking around with a sign that has your salary on it. Again, that's, that's an extreme example, but basically knowing, you know, access to knowing how much people make. 
I think there are pros and cons. OG says, uh, but what about when John, what about John, uh, but what about John when you are doing most of his work? Yeah. Uh, Matt says, me depends on, depends who I'm talking to. And again, it, it, it's not, you're not talking to it about the, it, this is, I'm not saying you guys, or he's not saying you're sharing your salary, meaning it is just public information. It's not you going up to your coworker and saying, hey, this is how much I make. It's public information. So if we're working in the same um, place, Ale, um, or Matt, I can just go on the internet and I can go in my company, whatever like that, and see exactly how much Matt is making. And again, it could be, you know, it could be within company. It could be global. I mean, there's no, this is just, just his ideas. And again, it's uh, David Berkus, uh TED Talk. It's why you should know how much your coworkers get paid. Um, Amal says, no, uh... Uh, Yasin says, in my opinion, uh, I think it's not a good idea. Um, Ali says, in my opinion, no. Uh, El says, I wouldn't mind people might donate money to me. <laughs> that was something that we brought up too. I, I, one of the things we, we brought up, especially from management and business owners, I think, I think um, <clears throat> my buddy, for example, um, runs a, a, a store, uh, the TED Talk organizer. He runs a, um, <clears throat> he sells vacuum cleaners and, and sewing supplies. And he said, um, you know, people assume that because you're an owner of a business, right, or whatnot, that you make a certain amount of money and maybe they resent you for that. But for you guys that have ever done any startups or any or have ever been in management positions, you know, a lot of the time in order to pay your employees more to what they deserve, um, you're taking a personal hit. So that could be something as well. You can actually see you can actually look at your your manager, your boss and say, man, he only makes or she only makes that much. Huh. Um, and so it's not just, oh, they make this much. It could be, oh, they, they only make that as well. Um, Naomi says, but it won't be popular because they will have to justify why they gave someone a raise. Um, and often there is no justification for some people. And that's kind of the premise of the thing. It, it, would, it would help with fairness, right? A lot of the times when you work, it's, it's a negotiation, right? It's, it's, it's you as the prospective employee and the employer negotiating for, so it's like supply and demand, right? Not in all cases, but in, in many cases or some cases, the employer wants to pay you as little as possible, right? Because the less they pay you, the more it goes back to the company. As an employee, you're trying to make as much as possible. So it, it's that negotiation where it's like, um, hey, you know, we're going to start you off at this much salary. And you're like, ah, that's not going to work for me. I'm going to need at least this much. And it's finding that middle ground. Um, and a lot of the times, if you're a better negotiator, um, you can get a better deal. Right. You can have two people equally qualified. Let's say Naomi and Latch are equally qualified. Let's say Naomi is better at negotiating and she says um, um, thirty thousand dollars isn't going to cut it. I need at least forty five. And they're like, OK, fine, that's worth it. Let's say Latch is not so good and Latch is like thirty thousand dollars. Sure, whatever. Well, they just got them fifteen thousand dollars cheaper. So it's two qualified individuals, the same same qualifications. One's cheaper than the other, just based off their skill of negotiating and really how desperate they are for money. Um, and you can make the argument whether that's fair or not fair, but um, that would that would be something you would have to justify. Hey, why why did why is he getting this much and I'm getting that much? Um, and it's it's easier to kind of determine that if it's transparent. Now there was a, a second part. And I'll read through your answers first. The second part that I that I agree with. I'm, I'm not a again. I'm a very private person. I'm, I'm not a. I don't agree at all with the idea that everyone's pay should be transparent. Um, 
but I'll tell you where I stand after I read through your your comments. Um, some people might take it negatively, negatively if they see people earning higher than them, even though they are equal position status. Uh, your example of the male and female is a very, is a very, very real one in my current area. Yeah, yeah. I, and going on with negativity, it, it can. Um, the the idea was made that hey, this is going to motivate. It can also cause resentment. Right. You know, all depending on the person, you can look at someone being, oh, they're making this much that motivates me to do more. Or you can say, hey, like I, I work more than her. Why is she making that much? I, now I resent her because she's making more than me and I feel like I'm the, the harder worker. So there, there's both sides of that as well. I know he says, but there should be boundaries. Um, it can be raised at every performance review rather than up for debate all the time. Let uh, me say people should... People should take it negatively. If they see that, they should be exposed if they're doing that. Uh, Nomi says, transparency is always a good thing. Uh, Yasin says, this would essentially install a salary grid within the company since if you publish it, then the company soon will have to pay accordingly to that. Um, that in turn makes it more difficult to hire people um, that would not accept the salary grid. And here's the second part of the conversation that, that he brought up. And it wasn't all. I don't want to make it seem like this whole conversation was everyone's pay should be put out there. Another one, and, and this is what I agree with, is in, in sort of in line with the salary grid. I don't think people's salaries, I think that's personal, right? I don't think people's salaries should be put out there. Um, again, I, I just wouldn't want mine put out there. I don't really care personally how much anyone else makes. I don't just, I'm not, I don't care about other people that much. I'm here to do my job and that's it. Um, but I, I do think that the standards or the range um, should be made transparent. So, for example, in in the military, right, there are different ranks that you can achieve. And, and based off your ranks, you know, you fall within a certain salary um, guideline. Um, so I, I do think something like that would be positive. So you may not know how much John makes specifically, but, you know, John is in that that second tier um, they do this in a lot of nursing as well. Um, you know, John is in that second tier. So, you know, John makes between this and this. And then there are standards of what you would need to do in order to reach that second tier. So it's not as much a, a pay transparency as far as knowing what each and every one of your coworkers is making. But it's knowing the standards of what you need to do to reach a certain level. And then once you reach that certain level, um, then you're paid within you know either this set amount or within this range. Um, I think something like that would be beneficial and motivating because not only does it show you the carrot in front of your face, like, hey, I can reach this level. It tells you exactly what you need to do. And, and it's judgment based off of not necessarily your negotiation skills. It's judgment based off of your performance. Um, so I, I did like that aspect of it. Um, and, and that's something that we do in business as well. Um, and, and even in uh, track and field coaching with like scholarships and whatnot, we have a set performance ranking for, hey, if you want this much scholarship money, this is what you have to do. Um, so it's, it's kind of cut and dry. It's transparent and it motivates people. Um, and then lessens resentment as well because it, it's put out there. Um, we said the problem with exposing it, uh, it is uh, the society is made up of people who think it's okay. The problem exposing it, the society is made up of people who think it's uh Okay, I think it should people people that think it isn't okay or, or I think I'm sorry I think this was the going back to something else um, a little a little late on reading through so I apologize. Um, 
Yeah, even though we were starting to speak up, but social problems take generations to change. Yeah, it takes a couple generations to change. Yep. But it's got to start somewhere. Yep. Um, Elle says, I work for a chain of 150 resorts. I don't think they'd take a hit. Uh, Craig says, natural selection if you can't negotiate. Um, uh, Edgerton says, in the U.S., salaries for workers in various states, governments already public knowledge. Yeah, if you work for any type of government or state, that is public knowledge. Yep, correct. Um, interesting what you said, Craig, because I'm, I'm a believer in that too, natural selection. Um, and, and Craig is saying, well, look, going back to the example I gave with Naomi and Latch, well, look, if Latch can't negotiate, that's his fault. Naomi has worked on a skill to become a better negotiator, and she's being benefited from the skill that she worked on. Um, I do I do believe in that, and this goes back to the podcast I released this past week, where um, did you guys listen to it at all? I said you should work for free. Anybody listen to that one? Shame on you guys. Um, but basically, it, it was I, I was talking to um, a trader who was getting into money management and he was asking some questions and I told him how, you know, when I first got involved, I, I gave a really sweet deal, right? Why? Because I had to, I, just, I, I did what I had to do to get my foot in the door and, and the podcast went back to kind of talk about the concepts of, hey, you you should, you know, my whole belief is college is, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily believe college is needed. I don't necessarily believe college is a waste. I think college could be done a little bit differently where there's more hands-on experience, maybe less classroom work and more internship type of deals because the internship, the, the hands-on experience is where you kind of learn the most, right? You learn the most by kind of being in there. And I think, you know, if, if you're someone, I believe in betting on yourself, right? So if you're someone in a field um, and you want to be in this field, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, like, I'm just going to let me work for you for free. Going up to the boss saying, hey, I want to work here. You don't have to pay me. I just want to be involved. And then betting on yourself to say that, hey, I'm going to prove my worth so much that this boss is going to want to hire me. Right. I did that at my internship. Right? I did such a good job. My internship when I was done. Right. My supervisor was like, hey, can we bring you on full time? There's a lady at the, the, the circle event yesterday who said her her uh, her old her son did the same thing. He was working in a job that he wasn't happy about and you know he was smart saved his money but he quit he quit and did a a, a one-year internship for free it was something that he needed on his resume um i don't remember what field it was in um something white collar i believe but he did he he worked for free for a year and he did such a great job that when he was done they hired him and he, he bet on himself so i'm also a believer of that as well where it's like hey you know latch may not have the negotiation skills but latch just wants to get his foot in the door Latch may be like, hey, I don't really care how much you pay me. I just want to be in the building. And once I get in the building, I'm going to prove to you how much I'm worth. And then once you prove to your employee, and unless you have a scumbag of an employee, once you prove to your employer, I should say, once you prove to your employer how much you're worth, then you can start negotiating off of what you bring. Right. You can say, hey, you know, I've, I've worked this hard. Um, I believe I need a raise. And if you're valuable enough, they'll pay you. Trust me. Because if you're bringing value to their company, they don't want you to get away. So I, I, I like that. I forgot who just wrote that. I think it was Mike. Um, Mike or Matt, someone. But I, 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 do, I, do like, I do like that idea as well. So it, it, was, it was an interesting discussion. And, and I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, here's, here's what we came to. We were... 
everyone in there, um, there, there were some slightly different views, but at the, we ended up, we ended up going back to the, uh, the fact that, um, we don't really care how much we get paid and we don't really care how much our employees get paid because what we're doing isn't for pay. It is to provide value, right? And we, and, and, uh, my buddy gave a good example. He has a, a friend of his that he knew from his prom date, actually from uh, high school is one of the presidents of like Disney. So she oversees like all of the Disney theme parks, um, <laughs> in the world, right? Um, makes great money as you can imagine, but guess what? Hates her job, hates her job, right? Because she is always on call when something bad, and it's always when something bad happens, always on call message after message, after message, after message. And at that point, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, I make all this money, but I'm not really enjoying my life. And we talked to some other uh, some other examples as well of, of people who are, you know, we got into the whole social media highlight reel as well about people who are making this money and they're 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 sending pictures of cars and all these vacations they're they're going on, um, but they're not really enjoying life, right? What they're doing is they're not necessarily getting value out of what they do. They're they're working a job that they hate. They're getting money, so their 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 value. Their, their, their high, I guess, is from going to bars, going out at night, going on vacations, and that is short-lived, right? There, were, there was a cool study about um, how much money motivates, and, and, and money, is, money is only a short-term motivator, right? Do you guys understand that? Money is a great motivator for a short-term short project, not for a long-term project, right? If I gave you guys a task, I said, hey, I got a you know, I got eight boxes that need to be moved. I'll give you like $300 if you move them right now, right? Money's a pretty good motivator to kind of do it really, really quickly and make that quick buck, right? Same thing with me in in, in, um, in school. My dad's like, hey, look, dude, you got you to gotta pass these classes so you can go to high school. You got to pass these classes so you can go to college. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to. All right, look, I'll give you like a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3 if you pass these classes. All right, I'll do it. And I just do enough to get the grade, right? I don't really get any fulfillment or any value out of the, the, the whatever I'm learning. I'm just doing the job, right? The long-term motivator is value. So you see these people that are just making money um, and spending it on vacations and all this stuff all the time, right? They're just chasing a, a high after a high after a high, but deep inside they're miserable because there's no real value in life. So what we talked about, and one reason that none of us in that room really, really cared too much about money, again, aside from, um, you know, the, the whole, was it, uh, Maslow's pyramid of basic needs, right? After you get past that level of, of all your basic needs are taken care of and you're not struggling in life and whatever like that, it's, it's value that you're chasing. And when you're chasing value, right, you're... You're motivated to work, not necessarily because of how much money you can make, but more so about how much value you can provide. And value doesn't have a, a monetary figure attached to it. So none of us really felt any value. Uh, we wouldn't be more or less motivated by knowing our coworkers' uh, paycheck. We also don't know all the extra stuff that they're doing. That's another thing. Uh, people just have to give up on life and do that. It's quite sad. Uh, worse than making nothing and, and 
and do that it's quite sad yeah so it was it was interesting uh, sounds like you guys are a mixed bag as well on the coworkers knowing how much your coworkers get paid some of you guys are like yeah that should be out there some of you guys are like huh ah, i don't really care is it, unfortunately rarely uh, folks rarely work for just value yeah that's true and most people are living unfulfilled um, empty lives unfortunately and I, I I think it's something that changes as well as you as you get older um, again it, it's it's I've, money has been a major motivator for me my entire life. But again, it's, you know, we've talked before about the study of money and, and how money can buy happiness, but only to a certain level. Once you once you're at a certain level in life. Money doesn't motive money doesn't change your life as much as it used to. So then the question is, then what? Right. There's a massive difference. Again, this depends on where you're at, obviously, but there's a massive difference, let's say here in the U.S. of making thirty five thousand dollars a year to making one hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. That is a life changing difference. Right. You are in poverty and then you are not in poverty. Right. Again, depending on where you live, maybe New York City and L.A., maybe one hundred thousand dollars is going to get you as far as, uh, you know, in uh, Kansas City, Missouri or, or Pennsylvania. But. The difference between $100,000 and $150,000, does that really do anything? Maybe you can, you know, well, obviously for us, like we're investors. So we're like, yeah, we can put our money to work. We can put it in the market. We can we can donate it to, uh, you know, be you know, philanthropy, something like that. But as far as like your life changing moments, like, no, your, your bills are already paid. Your, your you know, your food is your, your refrigerator is, is already stacked. Um you're pretty comfortable. So then it's like, what's the motivation after that? And that was another conversation went on about how people get comfortable. People just want to do enough. And, and some people, and that's okay for some people. Uh, Gabriel says, if you're passionate about something, you, you work uh, without it being work. Yeah, there was a great quote that one of the guys, he was a school teacher, said yesterday along the same lines. Um, there was two of them. One was like you, you're not working for your current job. You're working for the next one, something like that. And there's another one. But same thing. If, if, if work is not work, if you're passionate, it's a labor of love. And Matt says, overall, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. So that, that's where I laid, Matt. I, 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 I like the idea of a transparent pay structure. Kind of giving you goals to reach for. Um, and, and gives you a little bit more power in negotiation. Um, but not really a fan of, of knowing how much you're, you know, knowing how much each and every one of your coworker makes just because again, and that's me personally, just cause I'm a private person and because I just don't really care. I, I don't think it would motivate me any more or less I, to know how much a coworker of mine made. Um, I'm very self-motivated and, but every, everyone, everyone's a, a, a little bit different. Um, I, I do tend to think this though. I, I do. I do kind of disagree with his with his idea of saying knowing how much your co-worker co-workers made would be motivating. I think in a perfect world, yes, if, if, with a select group. Yes, I, I think realistically in our society, I think it would just cause more resentment because I think the the underlying attitude is, is less kind of like, hey, they're doing good. I want to do good as well. I'm going to work harder. I think it's <laughs> I just in general with with people, the majority of people. 
I think it's more of a, oh, he makes that much? Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, instead of, instead of kind of taking on the, the 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 goal of doing better and reaching the level of your coworker, I think people are more likely to make excuses and, and shift blame, um, because no, you know, I, I just feel the majority of people don't want to accept blame for their own actions. They'd rather shift it to someone else. So I can just see massively more resentment and and stuff like that. Um, but in a perfect world, it would be very motivating if you get the select group of people. Um, it would be very good, I think. Uh, Nomi says, I was looking at it for more, uh, looking at it more from a point of keeping companies and managers accountable rather, rather than using motivator, motivate coworkers. Um, well, here, and, and here, here's a, a Jessica says, we don't live in a perfect world. And I agree. Uh, psychology doesn't work that way. People would be negative. Here, here, here's the thing, right? So, and let me know how you guys feel about this, right? But don't, if, if you are an owner of a private company, um, can't you pay people whatever you want? I'm just going to stir the pot here a little bit, right? Is there any wrong way to pay someone? Aside from the legal minimum, right? It's, it's all supply and demand. So it's like when you say keeping companies accountable, accountable for what exactly? And again, in a perfect world, everything would be supply and demand. But accountable for what? Because I, I, we, we can, you can make the case, right? If you feel like you're underpaid at your job, quit your job. Stop, stop giving them a discount on labor. Remove your services. Say, hey, I, I feel like I am more value valuable than Chris. Chris is making more than me. I feel like I should be compensated fairly. If your employer refuses to do that, remove your services. If you're a value to the company, right? If you're a value to the company, they would they want to keep you on. Or if you're not a value and they feel that you're replaceable, then they'll let you walk. So I, I think the job is more on more on us to prove our, our value. And again, that's just the that's just to stir the pot. You know there are people out there doing very shady things and people are Things are different depending on age, race, and gender. We know that happens out there. But I also don't think it's necessarily an, an, an excuse. Um, I think we have, have, as employees, we have more power than, than we think. Because we, we, can, we can remove ourselves from a situation. You know, here, here is a great example, right? This may be the extreme, right? The, the, former, the former company that I used to provide my services for. There were some requests that I made. Those requests were not met. I decided to remove myself from that company. I 
I think we know how who who won that battle. So that that's that's again just stirring the pot here because that's that's the point of these TED circles is stir the pot and try to get people out of their comfort zone as far as thinking about things. But that's that's an interesting concept as well. Um, do 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 do. Hold on, real quick. Missing some things. Uh, paying fairly, doing the same job. Person A, person B have same responsibility, but for the same, they should be paid. They should be paid the same. Yeah, you know, yeah, they should be paid the same. And what I'm saying is, if they're if they're not, then quit. If you feel like you're not being paid the same, quit. You you negotiate first. You bring up your obviously you bring up your thoughts, saying, "Hey, I feel like I should be." I should be paid the same as this person, blah, 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 blah. But if, if you don't feel like you're paying well, quit. Put the, put the pressure on them. Um, Craig said there's no barbed wire around the exit door. Anonymous says, what about lower skilled jobs that are needed by society that, that don't pay as much? Uh, what, what, uh, what about them, Naomi? Uh, one problem with that area is that kind of attitude is not very, yeah. And yeah, and we said that, that type of attitude is not very common among people. People at the top um, have power to make decisions. And that's another topic we brought up too, right? Making everyone's salary um, public. That's a power thing too. Not saying that it's right, but typically people who make more money assume they have more power than people that make less money. And that can affect things in a few ways. And that can affect the the, the working environment where all of a sudden someone thinks they're your boss and they're not. <laughs> we, I think we've all been there before, right? Because someone's been there longer, they assume they're your boss, but they're not necessarily a better worker for you. Um, Again, also resentment as well, right? If when people have power, they don't necessarily want to give it up. So maybe they're less likely to help you develop as a fellow coworker because the closer you get to their salary, the less power they have and you could potentially become more powerful than them. And again, this is someone that's not doing something off of value. If you're if you're working off of value, then you want to help, you want to be a mentor. Right. But we're, we're talking about, again, I don't think most people work off of value. So we're talking about a, a person. So maybe maybe they even self-sabotage you or sabotage you. That was another uh, concept about power. That was an interesting one. Matt says that's where the range system would come in handy. Um, if you want to hire, if you want the higher pay, you have to work your way up the ranks. Type. Yeah. And, and again, that's what I think should be transparent. The, uh, the rankings. I think the ranking, I think that should be transparent. Yeah. I think you should know what you, you should know what you have to do to get to the next level and, and what that what exists, what pay should be expected in that level. Yeah, um, we still need them. And those people should be. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying low skilled people, low, people that pay low skilled jobs should quit. No, I'm not saying that at all. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm saying if you if you feel like you're being paid unfairly, then then you should quit. Yeah. A lot of people can't just quit their job like that. Sure they can. Sure you can. Sure you can. You can easily quit your job. Now there's there's something that comes with that, obviously. But if you if you feel like you're paying if you feel like you're being unpaid uh, uh, paid unfairly at Walmart, go work at McDonald's. Not a glorious job, but it, it, you get a check. 
You have more power than you think. We just don't realize it. We, 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 we work these jobs and then we feel like we're, we're enslaved. We feel like we don't have an option. We do have an option. You, you, you quit. Look at unions that go on strike, right? When they feel like they're being paid unfairly, they go on strike. And now it's a, it's a match. You know, how, how long can that employer survive without their employees? And you find that middle ground of being paid fairly. If a company tried to lowball people to a certain extent, they wouldn't be able to hire anyone. If they wouldn't be able to hire anyone, they wouldn't be able to operate their business. If they can't operate their business, they would lose money. So they, they need people there. It's just that balance game. The balance of finding what is what is fair. And that's going to be based on many, many different things. But sure, you know, people, people can quit their jobs. Yes, you certainly can. You just have, you got to be aware of what comes with it. <laughs> plan accordingly if you plan on doing it. Yeah. I understand people that recognize that they are not satisfied with their jobs, but uh, but unable to, but are unable to make the jump. Yeah, and and that's and that's the difficult part. Yeah. Making the jump is difficult, and, and most people aren't willing to do that because it is a very uncomfortable position you know there's a, a lady at the thing yesterday who you know recently quit her job she was working in um she was working for a top real estate agent and she was just like it, it just wasn't fulfilling and she ventured off and, and decided to start something of her own and she's in the middle of it right now she said i'm very uncomfortable she said i'm very uncomfortable but i but i i know i know it's the best i, I feel like i'm growing I'm uncomfortable, but I, I feel like I'm growing. And that's what growth is. Growth is, is being uncomfortable, right? If you want your muscles to get bigger, you have to stretch them to a point where they become uncomfortable. If you want to have more endurance, you've got to run a distance where your heart's working a little bit more than it's used to, right? Even as a young kid, when you grow up, you get those growing pains where you're kind of awkward when your body's stretching. You haven't really figured out how to use it yet, right? Growth is awkward. That's, I mean, that's, that's what growth is. So good. We've, we've accomplished the TED goal of making your brain tingle just a little bit today. And again, that's the biggest goal of these, of these TED circles is to take this, this presentation by David Burkus, why you should know how much your coworkers paid, that probably you guys have never heard of. And if you listen to it, you'd probably forget about it in a, in a week, if not a day. And it's to take it, it's to discuss it, it's to kind of put it in our own lives and just view it from different perspectives. And my role today was kind of like the moderator. And that's what my buddy does is where it's like, not just to share my opinion on it, but I kind of want to throw out curveballs just to get you thinking. What about this? What about that? Right? What if you just quit right now? Because it gets you thinking. And what you guys should be doing, if it's interesting, right, bring it back to your circles, right? Find a buddy, find a friend, right? Find a coworker, right? For, for you guys that are going into work today, you know, or in work right now, you know, lunch break. Go, hey, you know, what do, what do you, what would you think about if, uh, you know, if, if we knew how much everyone else made? Yeah, be a good idea, bad idea. And that's how you just spread the the idea. And I tell you what, if 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 we're talking about making changes and, and understanding how much power you have or understanding how to negotiate, maybe that maybe this is the topic that sparks it. Maybe you talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I had no idea how to negotiate. I just kind of went with the first offer they gave. 
maybe they're like, well, maybe I should learn. Maybe I should do some market research on like how much I should be getting paid. And they go on the internet and they're like, okay, secretary, this, that, huh. I'm getting a little bit less than what the average should be. Maybe that encourages them to go to their boss and say, hey, you know, you know what? I, I think I deserve a raise. Maybe they get a raise. It's funny how things have a, a trickle down effect like that. You never know. But I like the mission. I, I embrace it. Uh, I think Naomi asked earlier, how, how did I get involved with it? My, my buddy is a, a TEDx organizer. So he organizes all the TED Talk events um, locally. And, and this was, uh, it's, it's, it's international now, but this was a uh, this was something that they were testing out, kind of beta testing over the first part of uh, the fall, and the results were good. And they decided they decided to implement it everywhere. So it's called TEDx Circles. If you have a if you have a local TEDx organizer, um, they should probably be doing it. Yeah, I, I love going to. This was my second one. The, the times don't always work out with kids and stuff. And, um, but this is my second one going to the first, uh, and, and it's just, you, you always leave a little tingly, right? You leave a little bit more thoughtful and, and really understanding of, of people in other positions. That's big for me. Cause you know, my attitude is like, you know, F everyone else, you know, <laughs> just, just be great. Um, but that's not necessarily reality. Like you say, Naomi mentioned about, you know, I said, Hey, look, if you don't like, you don't like how much you're getting paid, quit your job. Right. That's that's my mentality. Just quit and don't do it. Find another way. Um, but that may not be realistic for everyone. Someone may be at the meeting and say, hey, look, man, I got five kids. You know, we're, we're living check to check. I just can't quit. And it just gives you that perspective of, of different people that are in different places of their life. Um, which is kind of cool.